G'day ladies and gents, Matty Michael here presenting you the new and improved Life of Mine video podcast. That's right, you're listening to the first episode that is available on YouTube where you'll see the yarns in their flesh and bones. We've hit the big time. I thought there was no one better to kick it off than Malcolm Major, business line manager for Loden Hall at Sandvik, an ex-guest, one of my big fans. Sorry, Tucker. It wasn't you, mate. We don't want to turn away potential followers this early in the piece, but the timing for an interview with Mal was quite fitting as he is soon to be headed off all the way to Amsterdam. He's packing up the family and taking an even more top dog role within Sandvik, in amongst the land of Heineken and Tulips. We talk about what's next for Mal in Amsterdam and some of the exciting stuff happening within Sandvik, especially the Artisan Z50 battery electric haul truck. And uh, make sure you check out the YouTube version of the podcast where we show some cool videos and pictures of the Z50. Shows how how it changes a massive bloody battery on the front in less than 10 minutes. Very impressive. So let's hear what Mal Major had to say. Hashtag YouTube. I remember going to Sydney and it, like you go to the eastern suburbs and there's these big just massive hills like where all the suburbia is so yep. like cars are just bloody banked up and parked so, but they're all parked on this hill like parallel and I just like from the mining stage I'm like they're not turned into the gutter like they're not chocked or anything but that's just like in in metro Sydney that's just normal but as you said when you go like mining safety yeah that's like that that doesn't look right no and let's say if you go out of the backyard and and you're mowing the lawn in thongs yeah they're um (laughs) you know that's not possible you you're not going to be able to return to work and provide for your family and and plus you're going to look like a dick yeah you know and ultimately but um you, there's no credibility zero credibility at the end of that right <laughs> well yeah, the bricky that come and did the front garden for us he said he um until the last year where he actually got forced by his employee wore thongs to work every day as a bricky you'd think that'd be the job you wouldn't wear thongs yeah. if you drop a brick on your foot oh you imagine it <laughs> <laughs> have you got any do you reckon any landscaping to do in amsterdam when you get over there what's are, are we by you're not you're not building a building a flash new house over no there. <laughs> so one of the, one of the things we mainly want to do uh we've, we've got a rental over there and that's fine we secured that before we uh before we got getting over there but um everyone's asked we have this christmas lights and like last year we closed down the street so we had 180 people turn up on the street and you know it's a big opening and it's one of those things that we've built up to so everyone's asking what are you going to do about christmas lights <laughs> So there's a certain expectation yeah. that the Amsterdam Christmas lights are gonna <laughs> gonna return in some kind of fashion. We're we're looking for can we buy yours off you? Because like the, the if you're looking to unload them, we'll happily take them. Yeah, for, we've, for, um, for a discounted price, obviously. Yeah, we <laughs> we've um, we have the luxury of um, taking them to the parents' farm and and storing them for when we do return. Because oh, there's a, a fair amount of um, you know memories in in all of that. Yeah, um, what we've yeah. done, you know, it's taken us years to build up to it, and we have left some with the neighbours. Yeah, well, that, that's what we said. We don't. We just want to buy someone else that's done all the hard work yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the, the what, what's Sam Vic doing in Amsterdam? So for for all our divisions, so I'm um, I'm going across there working for the Parts and Services Division. So the um, the Parts and Service Division don't have a factory essentially. So it's more to the point where it's it's a head office location for them, and um, so they can support factories, they can support the sales areas, all the countries and territories um, globally. So how because how close is Amsterdam? Not too up on my geography. Amsterdam to Finland, like the the same became two hour flight into Helsinki. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is fairly connected. It was uh, when they went back and had a look where uh, they needed to base themselves um, a few years ago now. They looked at, you know, availabilities and locations and flights, all this sort of time zones, and uh, Amsterdam really stood up as one of those places. Yeah, right. It's uh, be unbelievable. Yeah. How? Because how, we've, we've talked about this before. Everyone just thinks Amsterdam's just marijuana, the first thing that comes there. I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot more in Amsterdam than yeah. that. Where, where, where are you in? Because you're taking the whole family. 
Yeah, we're taking um, taking the family. So um, we're in the the business district in uh, around Amstelveen, uh, and there's so much more to Amsterdam. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. I mean, people know it as dikes. They know it as you know, it's flooding. It's um, Volendam. It's you know, Delft blue and all these tulips and cheeses and yep. it's just amazing cultures but yep. it's in europe i mean what more what, what do you want to know about it it's amazing exactly <laughs> exactly what a, what an opportunity right yeah. and then the the kids three three kids mixed mixed feelings yeah very mixed emotions so um the youngest one is uh, bang packed the bags let's go i'm ready uh, number two, he, he's there. And, uh, He'll be the yeah, backpacker then. <laughs> yeah, you know, a little bit emotional at the start, but he obviously recognises the opportunity. And, and the oldest one, and understandably at that age, is, you know, it's all about their friends and they love their friends. So, um, you know, but it outweighs the opportunities that are given to them. Yeah. So, uh, a little bit of sacrifice there for them as well. What about the wife? Yeah, she's uh, she's really it. open to it. You know, she's um, a great support for me as well. So uh, we don't go into any of this um, unless it's together. Yeah. Otherwise, why are you there? So, exactly. yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, you got to, if you, your boss taps you on the shoulder to tell you you're going to Amsterdam, just say, I've got to go run it by, past my boss first. Well, <laughs> yeah, and, and exactly right. So, there, um, when I did get a tap on the shoulder and say, you might want to look at this role, and we had a bit of a talk about it and, and what the opportunities were and, um, you know, about the kids and schools and those yeah. sorts of things. And, 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 yes, it does tick all the boxes. So it was a really great opportunity and uh, so went down the path of, you know, going for the role. Well, when you get the tap on the shoulder, you think, how the hell have I been asked to go to Amsterdam? Like a flash ago, you're an auto sparky. Yeah. Now you're heading to Amsterdam for a uh, what well, you'd say like a corporate role for for Samvik. Um, what a what a bloody journey! Yeah, and, and it is really a journey, and and it's really and it's nice to reflect on how you get there because there um, you don't just end up in these positions, you know. And you know, I started my apprenticeship in 1988, and uh, as an I left school at 15. You know, not really successful at school. Didn't really apply myself. Didn't really like it. Didn't really like being told what to do. And uh, saw the opportunity there with an auto electrical. Um, jumped in it. And then I found a world that I really did enjoy, you know, and and um, and applied myself to it. And then with that opportunity, it's taken me to a whole lot of amazing places. But it, it, one of the the keys to it was really, and it got me into Indonesia, and that's where I started learning about myself. Yeah, you know, because you you this, you know, selfish. Um, it's all about me. Um, by the time when you when you're those ages, early twenties. And by the time I got over there and, and, and it sort of taught me that um, you, you really need to bring people along for that journey yeah. and, uh, and treat people how you want to be treated. And, and no, I had some harsh lessons. Don't worry about that. I got slapped around a bit. And, um, and, but you do learn and, and, you know, it really brought me into what I actually wanted to do. And um, when I applied myself over there as well, and, and, and you know, and I go back to what you and Tucker talk about, you know, <laughs> just be it present. Applies, it applies across every level, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, you just know. Just turn up. Just turn up because, yeah. I mean, I've turned up and and uh, applied myself in that role and and it, it gave me a lot of different opportunities as well. There, um, You know, I, I even just being that oil electrician and, and when you apply yourself, I learned the language and, and that was all part of that learning process and, uh, I wasn't naive enough to think that I don't have to, I'm not here for long enough, I don't have to learn that language. But uh, when you do learn the language, you get respect um, in different ways, you know, because you learn the culture and that and, and people think that you actually want to be part of their world as well and you do, you, you know. And like, I, <laughs> I went to all sorts of parties over there, I went to weddings and circumcision parties <laughs> and um, Bukahantu parties, so, uh, you know, essentially exorcisms. Yeah, right. um, really entrenched in the culture. Oh, yeah. I, I loved every part of it, you know, and uh, it was really, really amazing what they actually taught me. Yeah, right. Did you did you have an inkling that this tap on the shoulder was coming? Was there a bit of office goss going on? No, because it, it, we're fairly remote now, so you're missing out on that daily yeah, gossip yeah, now. Yeah. But, um, but it, and it's like, what do you say, what then you start learning is no matter what you're doing, people are watching you. Yep. You know, and, and and that's just not about me my in my role and what I'm doing. If you just turn up to work and just do, you know, the bare minimum, people see that. Um, they see it in all sorts of levels. You know, there's people talking about it. Um, but if you get out there and you're, you know, 
creating that that vibe and and that that excitement around you and people are you know excelling you're you're putting time into people you're giving people opportunities and because uh, and people people take notice of that and people want to be around that you know people will, I don't know say I'm not cool but people want to be around people that appear to you know want to be part of everyone else as well and that they think that they can uh, by being part of someone who is doing something different they can also do something different. I, I read my looking from the outside in, I look at yourself. Like it just yeah and this is why you're probably heading there Stan. It's like yeah, you've got the Sambic tattoo pretty much. <laughs> like like yeah, once you get into business like this, you can see you're entrenched in yeah, the yeah. business. You live it you live and breathe it. And yeah. it's um it's infectious, really. Yeah, and, and I and I really do. I bounce out of bed and, and people call me sick for, for doing that, but I really enjoy my role. Yeah. And and I just enjoy it because, you know, you know, you got deals on the table and that, but we have so many great people within the within the business and doing just cool stuff. You know, we've got cool technology. We also have a a, a culture within the company. You're also training for your next role. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you know, you really need to get um, get with a company or talk to your manager or supervisor and, and see what that next role is for you. Because I believe that most companies want to put time into their people. And um, but you have to take advantage of it too. Well, exactly. But then, you, as you said before, you don't, you can't expect to get paid for all that time. No, like you got to, you got to, you got to suck it up and uh, to to get to to get to those opportunities. It doesn't all just fall at your feet. You yeah. yeah. Everyone thinks, oh, I swear, I did went three hours on a course. Do I get paid for that? Yeah, <laughs> and 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 that that's pretty common. I mean, I go back to uh, very early and before I even got a license, I was in my apprenticeship, and uh, a good mate of the old man said to me, "He goes, you know, why you're um, don't have a car, and you know, before you meet girls, do as much training as you can." Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. once once you get there, uh, you will you won't do any of it. Yeah, and you know, not a true word was said, but and, oh, exactly. uh, luckily I did night school and those sorts of things as well. And, <laughs> And uh, and so there were some really good things out of that, and didn't really do anything, any other real proper training, um, technical training, until later, and and um, until Samick put me through uh, an MBA. Yeah, yeah. How'd you go with that? How, how old were the kids when you did that? So we were, um, so we had two kids at that time. So um, one would have been around two, and the other one, so yeah, around four-ish, three or four-ish at the time. Uh, another one on the way. We're building a house at the time. Could, could not have picked a busier time to do an <clears throat> could NBA. Could not have picked a busier time <laughs> to do it. Timed it perfectly. Yeah. So, um, and and this is four years doing that MBA, you know, one per trimester. And uh, and it's busy. You know, you're not only trying to run a business and I was the um, maintenance manager at the time and, um, and then I got into account management after that. So you're busy at work. So all of all of the work you need to do is either before work, after work, weekends. I mean, to the point at the end of it, the kids would book time with me mm. to go and play. Yeah, but you had to like you, you, when you're that busy. Like you, yeah. everything's got to be in the Google Calendar because you just yeah. like, you run around like a chook with your head cut yeah, off. Yeah, you miss all your family appointments, everything like that. It's just amazing. Yeah, exactly. You can hear you can hear a few over the back fence there. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all that adds adds to the atmosphere. Yeah, their parents are doing an MBA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did what? Did you get much out of it? The MBA. Yeah, and I did because you're talking to a guy who went to year ten in school. Uh, so I didn't get that luxury to to further my education. And uh, as I say, would I go back and do it? I wasn't interested, so I wouldn't go back and do yeah, it. Uh, um, and, and then I had a lot of life learning. So I had to learn some basics, you know, how to form an argument, all these sorts of things. Yeah. So um, so I got out a lot out of it. You know, I got structure out of it. I got process. I've got all these amazing tools and understanding of businesses, um, yep. international uh, as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it was amazing. Marketing, I think it's probably one of my favourite um, yeah. subjects was yep. marketing. Did you have the one where you had to do like a simulation? Um, we had like a marketing simulation where you were trying to sell a product and you had to get in groups and you had to develop a strategy and it was a competition between all the other groups. In yeah. The, um, and it was pretty cool. It was, yeah. It was there's, like a, there's lots of cool tools within marketing what you yeah. can do and, and how quickly you can um, – yeah, bomb, I guess. But isn't it funny, like how you like auto sparky, like you know, twitching wires, and now like marketing's like 
essentially that's your your role, sales. Like you, yeah, you're like a essentially a market. You're marketing two million dollar bloody machines. Yeah, it's so unbelievable. Uh, yeah, so my, I think also, and you go back to marketing. You know, you're constantly marketing yourself. Yeah, you know, and and I, you know, I'm not up myself or anything. I mean, I I do have my flaws. But um, but in saying that, it's your brand. You know, your flaws are people forgive yeah. your flaws if ultimately you're trying to do the right thing. You well, know, your, no brand's, one's perfect. your brand's not Sam. Your brand's Mal. Mal yeah, my brand is, a brand is in yeah. itself. And, 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 and luckily, I love the company and I, and I love the convenient product. Convenient for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah very, very convenient. <laughs> They're, um, but, yeah, the brand is, is exactly me. So, and as I say, it doesn't matter what you're selling. They're not buying the product; they're buying you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, if you're an idiot, if you just turn up there, no one's really going to subscribe to it. Yeah. So, what's the take us into the the Amsterdam role? We, we, I want to get it. We, we've got some. We've got some cool multimedia to show later with the yeah. Z50 and the the battery uh sort of the battery technology, the exciting stuff happening. But what are you going to be doing over there? As you said, sales and service. Are you like who are you? A middleman between who? Yeah, so the, the role is VP of um, Global Operations, so, um, and it's uh, for service. So ultimately, we're in, in, you know, we set that vision for workshops, those within the workshops, um, the service technicians, um, how they get uh, trained, you know, what tools that they have, yep. um, how they are going to support in the future, uh, the field service, all that type of stuff as well, what that um, support looks like, uh, but also... In the background, there's total cost of ownership of machines, so people understand that. You know, are we competitive? We give them the right tools. Um, there's there's lots in the background there, but setting that vision of how all of the equipment that comes out of our factories is going to be supported globally. Yeah, yeah. Well, because that's is that the one that would be one of the biggest challenge. You you release a machine to every continent on the world. Yeah, and hoping it's going to work on every continent. Yep, and and every continent, every culture, every territory has got its own challenges. Yeah, you know, there's um, so we're in the Africas and the South Americas, Australia, and you know, all through the the Russias and, and that as well. So there, um, you got so many different people and different languages and different upbringings, and you know, and you're putting some of the most advanced equipment into some of these. Yeah. So um, so ultimately, how are you going to support the people that are using the product, um, the end customer? Um, but also your own people. Yep. So are you, are you going to be covering, because you were loading hall in your previous role or your current role, yep. are you going to be covering all machine, all machinery, like drill, encompassing the drills and everything now? Yeah, so you can't have any favourites. Um, I suppose uh, you did before, but you, you <laughs> can't now. <laughs> so, yeah, so loading hall, we've got underground drills, uh, surface drills, um, in, in both boom and rotary. We have crushing and screening as well on that side, rock tools, yeah, uh, yeah it encumbers is a whole lot. Yeah, right. So, yeah, well, uh, plenty of trips to Helsinki coming up. Is that, is, is that part of the – you're going to have like a, a regular route back and forth? To yeah, the so office? Helsinki within in, within Finland, we've got um, uh, a few factories within, uh, within Finland as well as in Sweden um, through the US, China, South, um, South Africa as well. Yeah. So there's, there's yeah, plenty of global trips. So uh, you be, are you going out. to be on the road a lot? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I don't think Yet it's going to be, be anytime soon. <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot of virtual meetings yeah, uh, in yeah. the near future. But, yeah, I, it, the plan is, I mean, I, I take energy from people. I need to meet people, understand them, and um, see what their challenges are, you know, pre-work, after work, and, and try to really understand those people and what they're up to. How's it? Because virtual meetings would just be your life at the moment, wouldn't it? Yeah, they are. And, and I think we got really good at it. You know, I think there's no virtual meeting tools that we're not over now. And uh, between Blue Jeans, WebEx, Teams, Zoom, uh, even Adobe had one the other day we were looking at as well. So there's. Well, they're all trying to get a piece of the pie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think, and this is about competitions. So all of the platforms have improved and uh, through that feedback just in over the matter of months. Yeah. Well, and you said, well, here's a good contrast, actually, and we can bring this up. So, like, last year I went to the digitalisation yep. conference with you. Unreal. Cheers for the ticket. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I think we agreed in, a, in our last podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think I bribed <coughs> you. Uh, but that was, like, your, your, you know, your, your very advanced, like, face-to-face -face conference. But you've got 
the Innovation and Mining Conference coming up, which is a virtual event. Yeah. So um, so every four years uh, in Las Vegas, they have Minex. So uh, it's the who's who of the zoo, you know. Yeah. That four years, he got, um, you know, time to get the next product onto the market and, and wow yeah. everyone. So uh, so as uh, the market has changed a little bit, as we know, I won't mention the name, but there, um, now it is, how, how do we start launching our products. Yeah. So um, so now we've got this, um, Sammy's got this uh, virtual mining event. Yeah. So uh, you'll see it on LinkedIn and and um, all are welcome and, and to watch the machines and equipment and that, services. Bring that post up. Yeah, there, there's, there's so many cool things happening in that space um, of what we're up to. It, it's um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we're not always privy to what's been launched. There's going to be a certain amount of secrecy, but it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, because uh, as I said, like, you, you're replacing everything you've done in person with the actual simulators, the the tellies and everything like, when you walk around. But I suppose after being there, you can see how that can – you could easily replace that as a virtual event because everything you're looking at is on TVs and computer screens. You just – yeah, nice and close to it, and you can take a- people through virtual tours. You yeah, know, and, yeah. Uh, and that's the great part of it. Oh, look at that! Here's the uh, this was this was the digitalization. Yeah, see, that's that's what a, a a face-to-face. Um, I mean, this uh, that, that was amazing for us. You know, we had three hundred of our customers come in, and you know. Really view. Oh, there's there Steve, Mr. Yeah, Pitt, Steve, yeah. Mr. Pitt and Portal. Yeah, so we, did he um, buy that jumbo or not? No, 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 no <laughs> I don't think so. He, he, he's going all right though. They, 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 they've got a few jobs happening in the last few months as well. So good on them. Go, go back to that um that one where they were in the actual comp, one before the conference room, one before that. Yeah, so like you could see how that could you like that can be a virtual experience because you're just walking around computer screens essentially exactly right i mean that was 300 people walking around all of the latest technologies so this is you know part of what we have as the attraction of our uh, our mine in finland is you can get in there and feel and touch and see what goes on to be able to visualize you know what your mind will look like you know and that's the net that's the closest experience you can get um for what we have and, and touch and feel and ask those questions from the experts but um, so now, you know, fast forward into the virtual room and and how to look that. I mean, it's it's going to be quite interesting to see how how we pull that off. Yeah, great. Go see if that bring up that LinkedIn. Um, there's a link there, Luke, with the should be two the actual. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, the LinkedIn post with the innovation in mining. Just trying, buddy. Might sell a few tickets here. We could have given a bloody uh, a pr- promo card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the oh, – oh, is that a video? Oh, you could play that video, actually. I didn't know that was a video. Oh, no, it's just a few few lights moving Yeah, so that, that's yeah, the, the exciting part to finish out on 29th, uh, 30th of September. Yep. Yeah, right. And are that's you, in, in blocks, right? So yeah. it's, you, you don't have to attend all day and there are, you, you can get to walk through what you want to see. And oh, so it's like a bit of an on-demand – well, you know, I'm not sure exactly how it's working, but if it's anything yeah. like we've done in others, you know, you're, there's, there's scheduled blocks to, to yeah, make it right. work. So you don't have to sit there for eight hours essentially and yeah. you know, be part of it. Oh, so, and <coughs> I think I've read a bit up on it. So people are going to be speaking. It's going to be still like an interactive experience. So yes. like, like you'll have your speakers and then people will be able to ask them yeah. questions live, which yeah. is exactly what you do at the at the conference. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. There you go. Have they, has Sam Vic done a virtual event like this before? Or is this sort of the first one off the rank? Well, yeah, it is, it is the first one. So, uh, and, you know, go hard or go home. Well, that's thing. it. Yeah, well, mate, you're part of something for the first <laughs> here today, so, which yeah. is uh, pretty exciting. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. They've, they've done a lot of tests and LinkedIn Live and those sorts of tools. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, and that's really interesting, been experimenting. But, um, but yeah, but this is yeah the first virtual gig that they've done. Yeah, wasn't it? I reckon the oh, you wouldn't you wouldn't say the funniest story, but I reckon that one of the more interesting stories that come out of that event was the um the bug was it the bug contamination oh, yeah, of the, the artisan Z fifty truck? Oh, <laughs> seriously, um, what are the odds? It was so disappointing. You know, we had, you know, a, a small window, you know, a week for the machine to come in and get ready and, and put it on the stand. But um, then we got down to days and then we got down to hours. Uh, and um, the marmot stink bug um, ultimately 
they got brought in and uh, and they found the stink bug, fumigated. Twelve hours later, it was still there, so they sent it back out. You know, <laughs> oh, it broke my heart. Oh no, because yeah, and that that's the, that was your baby. Like, cause yeah. Ma- Malcolm Campbell, uh, head of drills, he's got his uh, he's got his electric uh, four twenty two IE there sitting out there, and that was his baby. And it, uh, you've got your Artisan Z fifty yeah. battery truck. He's taking the piss out of me as well oh, as many no. others did at the time. <laughs> but um, but it, but. I think in the end it worked out really well because there was so much in that event of people to absorb. By the time I, I got out of that and, and um, repaired my broken heart, <laughs> there um, we looked at it and going, okay, so now we've got this Z50. We wanted to launch it. What are we going to do now? Yep. And, um, but the, the, the amazing part is that everyone's, you know, I talk about this BV Curious. People want to see it. Yep. And um, the more we looked into it, we go, okay, let's open this up. So we looked at uh, having the unit as an as an open and end up being in February by the time we got over the Christmases and stuff as well. And so we, we had a, a show in Brisbane and we started getting more interest. So we went down to Orange and got more interest. We got down to Adelaide. And by the time um, we were heading it across to Perth, the Kalgoorlie was starting to heat up and as the, the social media started yeah, to warm yeah, up. Yeah. So uh, we went via Kalgoorlie. And, uh, and showed it up there, and we had TAFE students and all sorts coming in there as well. Yeah. So, um, and then we got it into Perth, and it was really amazing to get that feedback of, of what that, that truck should be in the future. Yeah, yeah. Because then, and I say, we, we go back to a time, and, and maybe you don't remember, but when the jumbos used to come into Australia and the and trucks and loaders and that, you would you'd spend a whole lot of work uh, and, and time and, and get them up to an Australian standard, we call it. And eventually, that all that work gets pushed back to the factories. So by the time it comes here, it's you know it's ready to go to work, yep. and um, and not much more you have to do. So that was what the intent was that for that truck is to get it here, get that feedback. So for the industrialised version that comes back in uh, in January next year, it will be um, an Australian truck. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. Are the are the drills and everything loaders like that now? Like, is that is that where yeah. Sandvik have evolved over time? They're yeah. coming here Australian ready. I mean, and, and we like to to touch and feel them and put them through the workshops here in yeah. uh, in Australia. But essentially, you know, what we all they need now is an asset number, charge up the fire suppression, and yeah. um, and put a two way, and we send them to work. Yeah, really. They're all, all yeah. pretty ready. Jumbos, you put a tail on it. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's they're pretty ready now. They go in globally. They go straight to work. Yeah, right. We've got bring up those. Um, we've got pictures of that roadshow actually. I like the one on the uh, Great Australian Bike. Yeah, the, and uh, so we really wanted so to Z, see Z fifty. That'd be mate. Because part of that, we were showing that live battery change, and um, within yeah, got, six I've got minutes, that one as well. Yeah, there Just was go back to material, mate. Yeah, and then go the one Z fifty down the bottom. There's a heap of them. Just go through that. There's, oh, I suppose these were sent to you purposefully. Like Mal's got his mug in all these photos. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was down in Adelaide as well. There, um, Pia, uh, who is with us, she's the the product line manager for trucks and based out of uh, Finland as well. So she yep. did the whole road show with us. Yep. So some days there we were doing six, um, seven presentations a day. Yeah, right. It was a huge demand because everyone has Just their own um, questions and they're on their own journey. Where where is this one at? That, that's in Brisbane, and that's our internal finance team. Yeah, because right. they, you know, they they don't get exposed to this product, so they were really trying to learn. They just know how much it costs. Well, yeah, and, yeah. and exactly right. But you know, that that team of finance um, um, people in there are now um, fans of that truck. Yeah, you know, they want to be part of it now. They're they're watching it. They were tagging it with all their mates, and yeah, you know, and they um they actually understand the business a bit better. Yeah, right. Because we, we, we shunt them out there and and they don't understand what the product is. The more they understand the product, that it's easier for them and, yep. um, to describe what they do on a daily basis. Exactly, yeah. It's, oh, it's just such an impressive-looking machine. It reminds me of that, you know, those things out of those, the, I think it was in the Austin Powers movie, those little buggies. Like, it's got that old retro look about it, the yep. actual body. It's, um, it's pretty unreal. What do you yeah, – I wanted to ask this. Is this the – what are you presenting here? So that's that's really the journey for uh, where Artisan got into this. So they got yeah. into it. Um, so Artisan goes back to early two thousands. Yeah, you know they were doing really cool stuff. They were doing military vehicles and scooters and that sort of stuff as well. So they've been playing in the space for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and but they didn't get into the underground space until two thousand and ten. 
I'll say I'll, I'll keep forgetting this is uh if you if you're listening on the podcast, there's a picture not not on YouTube. There's yeah, a picture. So I'll get so the three phases of developing these or innovating this machine. So replace, redesign, rethink. Yeah, so, so rethink's the last step. Yeah, so rethink is from the ground up where replace is, you know, take an engine out and put an electric motor in. Yeah. So you've got inbuilt inefficiencies. That was, you know, back in 2010 and even left the um, torque converter in there. You know, so yep. straight away there's about 35% inefficiency within yep. that. Yep. You know, and creating heat as well. So, uh, so redesign was the next phase uh, with our yellow friends there, and that was all around, you know, up to the transmission and, you know, slight designs, um, so design changes and updates. Yeah. Um, but then there was still a lot of waste left on the table because keeping in mind, right, you have a, a finite battery source on there. So you have to now be really, really smart with what you do with it. So like, like 10% drop in efficiency can mean... Yeah, that's, that's like a if you're applying massive you know, inconvenience. In yeah, and, and if you're uh, applying electric motors where you don't need to, you're using good energy. Yeah, so be really smart with that. So that's where they went out on their own and started building their own machines, and they called that rethink. So really from the ground up and use that technology. Yeah, yeah. Go to the one where the where you're in front of the Great Australian Bite with the here it is. Yeah, that's pretty How cool. How cool is that? Yeah, it's not often you'll get that. Is probably that, is never that again. Sejuna? Is it? Uh, yeah, well, it's around there. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember exactly where it was, but it's. Um, he, we asked the old mate when he was coming across there to, uh, and he was great. He he did the whole journey across with us. Oh, so, he would have had a fat time. Yeah. <laughs> so we would see him at, at each um, CSC that we would rock up to. Yeah, and uh, and and see the troubles that would, he would have backing into some of our places and. <laughs> If it, probably for people that didn't listen to your first episode, that yep. don't actually know what's different about the Artisan Z50. Give, give us the give us the story of it, like purchasing of Artisan. What what's so different about this compared to just your normal uh, Sandvik Underground truck you see? Yeah, so the, the Artisan battery electric vehicles or Artisan vehicle systems uh, we purchased back in February 2019, and uh, and and they filled a real gap in the market. They fill that gap where uh, the trucks and loaders uh, that everyone was scared to go down, you know, because there was uh, uncharted territories. So they really challenged the norm. And where we would see, um, you know, we did fast charging, others have done lifting out with cranes and batteries, and they looked at it and going, well, why can't we change that battery quickly? So they've got it now down to six minutes to change, you know, the whole powerhouse essentially. Really, and uh, and by doing that, there's there's no one exposed to um, to the to the any um, uh, any crushing or anything like that. There's um, suspended loads. There's no one exposed to those because it's an action from inside the cabin to change that battery. We've got the we'll bring the video while we're, while we're talking about it right now. We've got yeah. an actual video of the battery swap. Here it is. It's uh. Pretty unbelievable. Wait for it to come up. It's um, how much do these batteries weigh? So that one on the truck there is eight ton, eight ton of eight battery, ton. and uh, and you can hear it. You can hear the, the motor load up in doing that. But it, it is a an action from inside the cabin, and this is the perfect part. Oh, and, have a look at and, it. And that picture you're seeing there, that is, uh, you can see uh, Dave who um, endured us for the. <laughs> For the um, for all of those um, showings as well, yeah, right. and he can see out the cabin as well. But it, there's also a video or a camera that um, that exposes what's happening there as well. Oh, that's funny. Chuck it from the start again, Luke. If you get that's funny. Oh, so it's so the battery is actually to the that's at the side of the cab. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So on this right hand side, and there's two battery packs within that. So one for the front, one for the rear. Oh, right. Eh? And then yeah. you've got um, two plugs for the for the main power. And um, then two communication plugs there That's as well. Oh, I so, say yeah, because he's just got to he's got to get out and take those plugs out. Yeah, prior, and then drop it off. So then, and then it's just literally a matter of driving up to your your charge battery sources. Yeah, exactly right. And that charger, you know, is generally close to the bottom of the mine because you um uh, you'll go up with a full battery. And there's, oh, okay, yeah. Keep yeah. it in mind that everything we do now with the battery is is regenerating as well. So it's charging that battery. Yeah, yeah. more as you um. What well, it charges better. You have if you have the kinetic energy of the load on the back of the truck, it's a lot better um, in the cycle times. You yeah. don't have to charge as much. So, the how are the actual charging stations working for these? Is it simply 
hooking those batteries up to a jumbo box with a Macy plug. Like, how, yeah, how does it work? I don't know. Well, what's the Australian, um, like, I guess, how it's going to work in Australia? Yeah, I don't want to oversimplify it, but uh, we're working now with the um, electrical contractors, essentially, in Australia now to see what that electric mine looks like uh, when you put a fleet of these in. Because in well, we work in 1,000 volts, and essentially it's um, the reticulation has to upscale because you've got more than just a jumbo sitting there. Yeah. And um, but yeah, it's as simply as as plugging them in with a Macy plug and having that um, that support around it and the reticulation there at the start. Yeah. You need a plan at the start. You can't. Yeah. You know, add it in if you're going to do full fleets. Yeah. Things have to change. Well, and it's like you got it's it's a bit of infrastructure to have like a you know you, you're driving a truck into air it's not just back in back out like there's a bit of no. a lot of, a lot of planning has to go into um having that those battery storage areas isn't it yeah there's uh, i mean this is um this doesn't replace every application and that's not what we're trying to sell here we're trying to sell solutions with every opportunity yeah. there are or every problem that there is you know and whether it's diesel whether it's hybrid whether it's uh whether it's battery assist or with the electrics uh, or whether it's um full battery and i mean one one thing is very clear there's a whole lot of attention now on on particulates so um this addresses some of that as well so um you know you start to change environments and it's going to be a pretty easy sell to get these into the market so this is in terms of this is a full battery uh product is there is a battery yeah so yeah. whereas the 422 ie jumbo that's a battery assist would you class that because no, the 422 ie is full battery as well yeah uh, and that plugs in at the face and charges at the face oh okay yep, yep. yeah uh, so is there any battery assist products out what, what battery assist products are out at the so moment? we have uh, our 514 lh 514e so it's a tethered loader yeah uh, we now have that coming out as a battery assist so whereas before you'd have to have this big gen set you tow it around the mind and yep. have all these coupling and uncoupling issues there are um, now it has a battery assist so it can move between work environments uh, and also between workshops that type of thing yeah very very exciting where, where is it like as we're at the, I guess the the early stages of battery vehicles, yeah. like from where it's going to end up. Where where is say, like let's use the Z fifty as an example. Mate, where's it at at the moment? Like in terms of operating mine depth, one in seven declines. Like what are they expected to get out in a shift? Yeah, of, so of one uh, every application is different. You know, in our new three D simulation that we have. You can you can map the actual decline out of the DFX model, uh, those types of things. Not released here in Australia, and it's it's um, still yet to come. But um, but it's it's on our progress, uh, well, you know, roadmap. Let's yeah. call it. It's in the final stages. We'll have it out by by September, and that is you upload your mine into the model, and yeah. uh, and we map that. So every you know we can throw out random numbers there today, but um, but it's not really relevant. Yeah. So because so we're not. A one in seven um, where they're working today, they're doing one and a half, two kilometres. Yeah. You know, not really the same as what we're trying to achieve in Australia. We have long yeah. legacy declines and uh, and very difficult to use a battery truck on that. Yeah. And plus we're only at 50 tonne now as well. Yeah. Most of these declines uh, have 60, 65 tonne trucks on yeah. them yeah. that you're competing with. But that's like, that It doesn't mean that it's, it's not doable. You have to nearly... Mines like simply change your strategy, like a, like between like internal tipping. So like you, yeah. like, like one theory could be you could have a battery truck taking it out of the hole, or the battery truck doing the the stuff down the bottom and and diesel up the top. Where I'm not sure what would be better for particulates. Yeah, uh, but if you have a vent constrained area at the lower part of the mine, you can change that environment with battery now. Yep. And where we, uh, and then haul on the main decline. Well, that's it. Yeah. Cause uh, you, you, well, you hear it so often. Uh, yeah. Vent restrictions. So you can have, um, one truck run, one bogger up this incline due to the, due to the primary vent flow. Whereas obviously now you can have one bogger and four bloody battery trucks. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's, there's good research out there now. And, and, you know, people are, are pretty consistent on those numbers. That a forty-ton diesel truck versus a forty-ton battery truck produces eight times more heat. Yeah. So that doesn't include particulates. That's just purely heat. Yeah. So if you're already being constrained, that's not going to help you. Yeah, exactly. Because is there much? Because that was the biggest fear initially with battery 
technology, wasn't it? The the risk of fire, wasn't it? Like, because do, they, do yeah. those ge- generate much heat in comparison to a diesel engine? No, no, they're um they're you know, there's nothing that produces heat on them. This is the great part of really? them. Yeah. So the inverters and that you know they have an opportunity to create heat. Their um, batteries, you know, don't get anything over that um, uh, anything over sixty, uh, and then they, the machine starts it shuts down. So uh, you don't get those opportunities in you know, like exhausts and you know 150 degrees plus. It, it's not any, nothing's over 100 yep. degrees on them. Really, it's yeah. unbelievable. Is yeah, that- it's incredible. It really is. But the have you you would have trammed around in one ice sheet being in, have you actually no oh no, really no it's uh, I don't, I'm not would ticketed it? for the truck yet so I never got I'll be like as a pa- as a passenger yeah I thought yeah I thought no, the man no, of I, your status would have been yeah. right in the dicky seat tell me about it <laughs> but I have it on good authority that they're um, that it's pretty amazing well I think it's the uh, the energy transfer is just it's a it's a completely different feeling because we've yeah. only ever driven around in um. You know, in a combustion engine, whereas yep. there's that delay between putting the foot down and taking off. But I've, I've been in one. I was in Steve Durkin's, uh, the Safe Escape, yeah, uh, the Bortana, the Bortana electric vehicle, and took for a drive up the road. And it just like once he put his foot down, you're you're at the end of the street. I yeah. was like, holy shit! It was just an unbelievable feeling. Yeah, and and it's the same. These, are, the these same. are backed off. They're super productive in that respect. Uh, but they are backed off. Always, you'd start spinning tyres off rims and all. Because it's got so stuff. much power. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you know, you start influencing what life lifetimes of your drive lines or that sort of stuff or wheelings, yeah. essentially. Very exciting. It's um, it, the re- is it the reason like has Sambit done this to be proactive? Or, or, but I assume people like businesses of um, mining companies of. Come to you with the problem as well, because this isn't yeah. this isn't Sandvik's idea. This is everyone wanting to get get into this new technology to go down the renewable track. Yeah, and and you need to be very careful when you go down this renewable track that you're not uh, risking others, you know, like safety. Because and that's why the um, the the attraction for us with Artisan is their choice of chemistry. You know, they've been playing with this for twenty years. They know how. Um, dependent it is, how reliable, they know what the failure modes are. And when we start now talking about putting a truck down the decline, and we talked about this before, the option uh, when they went back years ago, putting petrol and diesel underground, you know, it's the same volatility. So you have to choose the right chemistry to go underground with. Yeah. You know, we don't want to risk any more lives. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen enough fires underground to know that uh, they're not cool and um, we try to prevent them. So this is a part of it. And that this lithium ion phosphate that, that we're, we're using in these um, battery electric vehicles uh, or the artisan side is, um, is deemed the safest run ground. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a gap in the market. And, and having the swap that quickly is also something that's fast-tracked them uh, as well. Yeah. But these, this is a mob of tech heads that, you know, think differently to us. Yeah. You know, we see a problem... You know, based on because we've been building equipment for years, they don't have, they don't have those blinkers on. Yeah, you know yeah, they yeah. they really challenge. They're um, opened up to it. Yeah, all. it's amazing yeah. how they think. Yeah, it's because that's the thing with innovation. It's all the the things that it's all the things you don't even you don't know that you don't know. Yeah, that's what our people like that work. They're they're trying to find the things that they don't even have an inkling about. Yeah, well, it's it's it's. It's so obvious when you talk to them about it, and and some of the things you can listen to them all day and what they, uh, what they're talking about, and some of the, the uh, the, I guess the case studies that they've been involved in. It's just incredible to listen to. Them. Exactly with the because you talked about the deep the diesel particulates, and we hashed over it before, and I think I understood a lot more after our previous conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. than leading up to. I know a bit more about it now, but the everyone gets told just about diesel particulates, but that's not the – it's the recent study about the nanos. Yeah. Is the, and the, this is the where battery electric equipment comes to the forefront, doesn't it, reducing the yeah, nano particulates? Yeah, it really does. And, and this is – it solves a problem. You know, if you, you have an opportunity to put battery in, it takes away that argument as well. Yeah. What, what do you, give, us a, give us a rundown. Give us your uh, – the layman's terms of the, the nano diesel particulates. Yeah, so nano is you can't see nano. So if you see black smoke, that's particulates. Uh, your normal particulates. It's the biggest shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So that that black soot. So we're all moving towards. You, you shouldn't be able to see black soot these days with the modern engine. But uh, the nano particulates, they say it's uh, it's a Trojan horse. It gets onto some of the other particulates, 
and uh, and it travels through the body and uh, what is it's what's the word it's the epigenetics epigenetics it it oh, changes you heard it here first ladies yeah, and gents but- it, it changes the dna you know and, and this is what uh, this is where they fear that it's going yeah so in saying that so if you're exposed to it you could pass on a generation some um uh, some bad genes and and yeah. change genes essentially. So yeah. they're um that's what they're scared about. And it's there's a lot of papers um, that are that support that. So um and no one knows what the exposure rates are, or what they've done, and and it's all pretty hard. What's clear is that if there's an, an option to go another way, um, then th- this is also an option. All all ventilation. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. this is you, you can ventilate away from it as well, and which um, they do successfully. Uh, but this takes away that argument about ventilation. So it's about the cost of the operations as well. Is and that that's the foundation of the stage five engine as well. Yeah, so isn't that's it? the journey. Yeah, it's yeah. the the journey to stage five is to lower the nanoparticulates. Yeah, is that is the stage five engine? Is that out in? Sambic equipment at the moment. So I remember seeing it at the digitalization yeah. conference, like the bloody engine in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> where is that? Is that in all the trucks and boggers? So we've now got those in the loaders in uh, Mount Isa and then out here in Kalgoorlie as well. Yeah. So they're out in the market today. Yeah. Pushing right. those. We can't get them into the trucks as yet. They're Because um, when you go over that 565 kilowatts, um, it ceases to be, um, well, it, it changes. Uh, the part that comes into still that SCR technology. Yeah, right. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty unreal. I didn't. I looked at. It, I didn't know what I was looking at. To be honest, I got no mechanical. <laughs> side yeah, but to if, me you at all, the, but if, was, if you looked at the, I graphs, looked at the numbers. Yeah. Like it was saying. Well, oh, correct me if I'm wrong. Ninety-something percent reduction in oh, nanodiesel particulates. Yeah. You're talking a, a reduction from two million nanoparticles per cubic centimeter down to seven thousand. Yeah. Because prior to that, they couldn't actually measure them. Because no, so the ability to measure nanoparticulates is yeah, only It's only recent. in the last few years yeah. that you've been able to measure it. Uh, they all, always suspected that they were there. And are now talking anything less than uh, 25 is anything less than 100 is a nanoparticle. Yeah. Uh, but they're saying less than 25 could be a, um, a vapor. You know, so it, it's still so much work unknown. Yeah, now. yeah. It's, uh, how do you go remembering all these numbers? Yeah, because yeah, well, you'd be bloody rehearsed. You'd have to rehearse them because people ask you, expecting that you would know the answer. Yeah, but and so I, 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 I live this stuff on a daily basis, and I also enjoy it. Yeah, you know, if we're changing, um, and I go back to what our, well, my KPIs are um, shaping the industry. Yep. You know, because and shaping the industry means that you need to share your information that you have and make people aware. It's all about awareness. Because if people are aware and they have that understanding, then they can make their own decisions, you know, and that's what you're hoping people are going to do. If you give them the information, um, then they'll make the decisions based around that. That's all you can ask for. Yeah. Yeah. Where's how long? Where's the journey heading? Yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting. Next, next stop, Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, not a means to an end, I assume. Where? Where's Mal heading? Well, and and it's interesting, and I. I always, you know, you know, vision this. Um, I don't see myself in a particular role. I see a role where I add value and I'm enjoying. Yeah. So I'll always, and the, the, like this one come out of the blue, but I have something to give. I know where the, the, the gaps are and where the opportunities are to uh, to add value. And um, and I've got drive and I've got people around that believe in me. So yeah, point me, in, wind me up, point me in the direction yeah. and go. <laughs> You know, and that's and and I'm working for an amazing company um, that's invested a lot of time and money and education into me. So yeah, I I'm fully supported. Because were you when you're entrenched in the the BLM role in Perth that yep. you're that you're in at the moment? Were were you thinking about the next step? Well, you always think about the next step. You always think about the next person to uh, to fill your role so you can move to the next step. Yeah. You know, you have a look and, and I always thought I would be pinned to one of the factories and uh, and pushing the product out of there because that's uh, always something that I'd like to try and understand as well. Yeah. You know, as close as I am, there's nothing like being in that engine um, and understanding it a bit better. So that's uh, one opportunity. But, uh, but within Sambit, we're always training for the next role. So, you know, so you take that opportunity, you do the training, um, people are watching how you react and uh, and you apply for things here and there. And and 
by doing that, you're also getting a uh, an opportunity to test your skills as well for interviewing and all these sorts of things and um, trying to understand what other people are doing. And I think one of the the most interesting questions that I had through this process and when people were looking at applying for my role to, to replace me, it, it seems so obvious, but someone rang me up and said, what do you actually do? <laughs> Hey, you know, a valid it, question. It, it, it is seems a valid so obvious. Question. And, and when you stand back and have a look at it, they see a small um, portion of what you do on yeah. a daily, weekly, monthly basis for them, uh, but they don't actually know what happens in the background to get you there. Yeah. You know, and, and some of that is, uh, you know, bring that vision because, and, and that's what I see in this, my, well, for my new role is, you know, I don't doubt that they're doing some amazing work, but it appears to be in secret. Exactly. You yeah. know, and, that, and that's what I don't want. I want them to be, um, you know, showing everyone what they're up to and, and re be really open. Yeah. And uh, and that's part of it. So, the communication, it, it doesn't stop. Well, because do you think a bit of a trap is because you can give, uh, since you're so highly accomplished now, Mal, you can give corporate and business <laughs> advice on can this I, okay. on this show now. <laughs> when is it a trap to be thinking about the next job too much sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, concentrate on the job you're in, yeah. and um, and if you're doing it well, and if you're uh, going above, because I say I won't talk too much about me, but since this is about me, there, um, I, I don't just do my job because my job entails social media and, and creating an awareness, and that social media we have our own internal as well, but also external. You know, exposing the product. You know, people aware that there's because they have to trust you as well. But, I mean, I get involved in, um, for like um, the WA School of Mines uh, alumni side as well. So, you get an understanding of where the industry is going, uh, the people that are involved in it, what questions they're asking. Uh, mine and emergency response competition as well. Yeah. You know, that's one of my passions, which I've, you know, all sorts of people are getting volunteered for all sorts of stuff now yeah. uh, to take over from me. The um, Gold Industry Group, you know, they're doing some amazing work as well. I was on the subcommittee of that. So... Um, Supporting rock apes doing podcasts. That's another well, yeah, passion exactly of yours. Right. But I mean, I, I guess the whole idea is don't just think that doing your job is enough to get you the next role. Yeah. You know, what do you need to be doing? Because you, you need to create that awareness out there of what you're doing. And because, and you know, I'm happy with the company that I'm in, but some people might not be. So get involved in other parts of the industry and, and see what's out there. Because you not, might not be so bad yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you start looking. But there's also people might see what you're up to and then go and tap you on the shoulder. Yeah, exactly. So create that awareness because if you've got a passion and people go, geez, he seems wasted over there or she seems wasted yeah. over there. And, um, you know, I think I really want a person of that ability and um, to come into my company, you'll get that tap on the shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Because it would be so easy to get the mental, um, oh, you know, to feel – to start getting frustrated that you're in the same role too long, and that that's when you could yeah. spiral downhill when you think, "Oh, I want to want to move up." Like this is it, whether you're at any level, whether you're a bloody entry yeah. entry level miner or a, a corporate representative with a multinational like Sandvik, yeah. you could um you can spiral out of control and the attitude. Like I don't like because a lot of the stuff I talk about is for people might be wanting to go from truck to a service crew or charge up to a bogger, but that. That's just as equivalent in, as someone at your level, isn't it? Yeah, that? but it, and to say I've, I've been there, you know, but at the same time I was an auto spark and then I uh, I put my hand up for the leading hand then I put my hand up for the safety rep as well because you're getting exposure that, that you've never had before. Yeah. You're getting to talk to managers and uh, my managers and that sort of thing was, and getting, you know, an awareness. People go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know, no, I know who Mal is and I know who Matty is, you know, yeah, because yeah. like, he was in that investigation, he was doing this and uh, they, were, they were doing this. Yeah. You know, there's there's other ways to do things, you know. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of people doing mines, emergency response um, and things as well. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, and you, you talk about it, someone who's a, an A student or someone who gets involved in everything and gives everything that they have. You know, it's a, it's a pretty easy decision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, just in case you don't know, it's the person who puts in everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just an unreal journey. But it's as you, when you take a step back and uh, do you take the step back long and just say, shit, auto sparky, it's just do you, you count your lucky stars? Well, I, I think 
I don't, you don't, it's, I don't think I think you make your own luck in this. Yeah, in this. And, and I think, yeah, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Yeah. Um, seems to be the, the, the catchphrase there. But, you know, some people uh, look at me and, and people who I haven't met for many years, they uh, they they probably reflect back more than I do. Yeah. And um, then you go, yeah, right, okay. I mean, I've, I've, I've met up with people and I rock up to, a you know, an old um, friend's uh, funeral, you know, not funny enough, but that's how it seems to be. And uh, and I'll dress up and you know, you got a suit and people just don't recognise you. Yep, yep. You know, because they haven't seen you, they don't recognise, you know, they probably expected you to be that, you know, that um, uh, long blonde-haired um, guy <laughs> with yeah. uh, wearing thongs and yep. and not taking too much notice of anyone. And yep. so, um, yeah, I, I think when I reflect back, oh, I say, I say I don't doubt myself, but they're um, – you know, you reflect on on where you've been in these journeys. Yeah. There, um, it's a lot of hard work gone into it, and I say I've loved every bit of it. There, um, there's been so many amazing opportunities that I've had. I'm, I've, I've travelled around the world. There, uh, I've done all this training, and because this training that we talk about within Sambic is gold star, it's gold standard. Yep. You know, I've been to New York for training, um, into Amsterdam for training as well, and into the heart of Sambic into San Vican. And um, just because they they want people to build up, and yep. uh, and not necessarily, yeah, you need new blood coming in from the outside, but they build people up because because you want that passion, you want that, that you know that company values, you know they um, people you want um, people to be proud of that company that you work for. Well, and as you said before, if people are coming to you because of you, that's that's as I said, that's yeah. that's great for Sandvik. Yep. If there are uh, people are. Getting brought into the business because they like the people, not just not just the company. It's yeah, um, yeah. And, and as you said, like it's to, to become like a, a marketing sales guru from a, <laughs> from a just a little bodgy auto sparky back in the day. It's uh, it's unreal. Like, yeah. what's what's your do you have when you're going through this this rise in your career, you're head, starting to head overseas? Like, have you have you ever had an end goal of where you want to end up, or is that a bad is that a bad thing to have? Like a, well, a bit a long term goal. I think we've done um, certain scenario planning in our career uh, with Sambic, and they they give you three paths of where you could go. Yeah, and uh, and, and you do those scenarios and how you're going to get there. You know, I think and and it's probably not a bad way to plan that and and have a lot of options. But when you're doing that, you're also thinking about okay, but I need to to do this or do that, and that's why whether it's an MBA, whether it's business, or whether it's um, some time of other training, but you know, I think if you go, well, I'm going for that position there and uh, and I'm going to make it work, I, I think you're probably going to be disappointed. Yeah. Because um, it may not be worth – and I've had, I've had to have discussions with people um, with their visions. And go, oh, I don't really agree that that's where you're going to be. I don't, I don't see that in you. Yep. And, and that's not a bad thing. And I, I believe in being honest with people because it's um, – I think they, then they can be honest with themselves as well, you know, like they're um, – I think you should probably go down this path. Yep. And that's where I see you, you know, and I'd say everyone's got an opinion, mm. but um, but I think we can, we can all be honest about that. As your, as your path that you thought you – as your path changed or have you been like your long-term path out of those three? Yeah, well, Has I that mean, remained pretty consistent over your time? Yeah, well, it has. It, it has in the in the in the sense of the level. Yeah, the, the roles have changed. Yeah, because I didn't I didn't think or I didn't envisage myself going back into that service side. But then when you look back and go, well, I've got something to give because I understand, um, you know, various parts of the business well, here, and I can do I can, the services. Yeah, yeah, and I can make it work. Yeah, yeah. I told you I couldn't sleep last night. I was yeah. so excited about this. Yeah. The, fir I, 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 the first YouTube, this was just someone, it was actually Shane McClay asked me from NTech. This was like, oh, you know, nine months ago or whatever, six months ago. He's like, have you thought about going into YouTube? And I'm just like, oh, that just seems like way too much work and effort. But um, I'm like, I've got to take the leap. Yeah. And, it's amazing, and it's no matter what you're doing in your career or life or side hustle or it's it only just takes a few little steps and then you're there. Like yeah. without, it's just got you just got to have a go. Well, I've, I feel privileged to be part of this. You know, when we we last talked about, it, we've both been up to uh, up to a lot. But yeah. I was reflecting back even on some of the podcasts and and um, 
and being your number one ticket holder yeah. for uh, for a podcast. <laughs> yep. So, uh, but I say that the amazing people that you've got on board. So it's a credit to you also what what um, energy you bring into this as well because yeah. it, it let's say provides a community service. I mean, we're all listening to real people and what their their stories are. It's just been amazing. Well, but it's just been such good fun. Like uh, yeah. the people people have met out of it, and it's um it hasn't stopped there. I had to. Uh, I had to have the honest conversation with Tucker. Unfortunately, yeah. Thanks for the shirt too. You got him a shirt. Yeah, he, yeah. He's a, he, re- he reckons the uh, one of the blokes up the shoe. He says, "I'll t- I'll swap you a Sandvik shirt for a beehive bag." Yep. So a four hundred dollar tool bag for a Sandvik shirt, and he's a tight ass. So he's like, "No, no, that's a that's a horrible deal." So he wanted Tucker <laughs> to supply him the beehive bag. Anyway, he um. I had to break it to him. I had an honest conversation. I said, "We're going on YouTube, Tucker." I said, "Look, I'm." I'm Probably want to like the wise thing would be to have like you know attract corporate people on. So I don't think deploying you on the first YouTube video is the wisest um, strategy. He's like, that's probably the smartest thing you've ever said. Yeah, well, yeah, well done. He says maybe I'll come in at number twenty. So yeah. <laughs> you, he, so you were the you were the first lo- the logical choice, pal. He is an amusing kind of guy, and 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 you know over the I reflect back in my time um, when I was actually on the tools working in underground, you know. And, there, I still say that underground is one of the best environments to work in. You know the yeah. camaraderie that you can get, and um, and the characters that you meet. I was just reflecting on nicknames, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had Khaleesi because he was always sick. Um, crayfish, you know, <laughs> arms and legs and a head full of shit. <laughs> there, um, there was there was some amazing. Well, they call some bubbles. They're always on the surface. Yeah, <laughs> cyclone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Slow moving depression. <laughs> You know, there was. I'm going to use some of these. Yeah, there was. Oh, it's an amazing. We had Gooey Bar as well because he was so skinny. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, there's. Uh, so my, I love Underground. I still love it. I'm yep. still very, very passionate. Yeah. About no, it. it's great. Oh, I think we're um we're making it. I'm, I'm going down the merchandise route, and we're making a Tucker T-shirt. So yep. we've got like we found some of these um selfies he sent me holding a beer. So we're going to get it drawn up and like animated on a t-shirt with uh just turn up as the slogan below we're gonna have <laughs> oh, a tucker like rage it. and i reckon people might buy it i don't know what postage is to amsterdam but i'll, I'll get you one sent over yeah mate. <laughs> well, back annually so i'll be looking for it but that'd be great there it's- are and one of the last things as well last time i mentioned uh number three i called him a terrorist and and yeah. he was um had a negative allergic reaction to that oh did so, he and, and, and as I, I i call it in because it's a term of endearment when we yeah, were growing yeah. up so he's not a terrorist yeah yeah uh, well get that out there now well he's the backpacker he's yeah. the one keen guy he's an awesome he? little dude so yeah, uh, yeah. sorry charlie <laughs> <laughs> oh it's great what is the is the missus uh is she proud like she does she ever give you or is she like my wife just like doesn't give much away is she, is no, she no, proud she is, of Mal's uh, achievement? Yeah, she's super proud. Yeah. And as the parents, you know, they're um, they're super proud, you know. And, and you know, I'd say I wouldn't be there without them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, they're, they're pretty proud. That's awesome, mate. Well, I can't I can't wait to hear what uh, eventuates out of this life. We'll, I'll be, we'll follow you on social media. Yeah. You could be um, uh, Amsterdam's number one influencer, Nilly, uh, if you <laughs> <laughs> post up what, what's happening. Oh, but just as you said, oh, just, we're all probably interested to see what Sambit get up to in Amsterdam. It's just such a um, – yeah, it's just like the things that you don't know where people are. Like, yeah. It's, uh, it'll be unbelievable. But if I can have one message and um, if you allow me that for – for the people listening, you know, I, I, mine's a pretty good journey. You know, it's over a lot of years, so it, it hasn't happened overnight. But talk to your manager, talk to your supervisor, and um, and train for your next position. Yeah, you know, whatever that may be, and and turn up. Just, Just turn, turn up. up. Tucker, Tucker's um, He's it's a it. bumper sticker. Yeah. It's got to be a great bumper sticker. But isn't it isn't it funny how um, yeah, it's just such a simple simple attitude. Can resonate through all levels of uh, yeah. of companies, yeah. uh, and it's called personal development because it's about you, yeah. and you're expected to drive it, and yeah. you're not always going to get paid for it. It's a luxury if you do. Yeah. Uh, I know I never did, but uh, but it, it is it's, it's all about you. So you have to be the dr- number one driver. Well, I think you got to ask. What is to gain by me going to ask if I'm getting paid for this training? Yeah. Uh, and usually, you, if you ask yourself that question, it's like probably not too much. I, <laughs> I, I think, like in terms of, uh, and as you said, like it seems like the the, the theme is you got to play the long game. Yeah, like, play the long game. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how long have you been with Sandvik now? How many years? So this up? is um, year eleven. Year eleven. Yeah. Yeah. 
I reckon it should be three oh three decade party. Wonder what you get for thirty years. Uh, you might get a spare, might get a bogger by then. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> nah, it's been great, Mel. Thanks very much. I've had a bloody ball, and I think it's gone rather smoothly. It has, yeah. Oh, mate, they're lurking in the background. He well, seems happy. Luke, we're gonna. He's. Uh, I've, I've just copied what Joe Rogan does. I'm gonna. We're okay, gonna right. start. This is Jamie. We've got here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Luke. Oh, that's it because you've got to start talking in the background because that's what he does and it's yeah, like that yeah. quieter. Yeah, yeah Luke Simon. Oh, well, you need something like they do on uh, and 6PR, you know, you've got to have a wedding singer or something like yeah, that in the background. Yeah, oh, the, the bloody opportunities are endless. <laughs> you've got to have a tucker in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he'll, he'll be on. Try, we'll have to get the number 20 quick. Yeah. Uh, too easy, Val. All the best from everyone in WA. Thanks Thank you. for everything you've done for me. Uh Conference tickets, T-shirts, bottles of port. We've got a bottle of port there in the middle. That, yeah, that, nice. I'll leave it on the young bloke's um, table. I don't know if that's appropriate. I said we're drinking it when it's 18. I said <laughs> we could probably fuel the Falcon with it by then. <laughs> so, But, no, just all the best, mate. I hope you, buddy, oh, I hope you enjoy yourself over there. And we, uh, please keep in touch. Yeah, we'll do it. And we'll, we'll virtually keep in touch. We, we will. We will. We'll catch you on the one year back. Yeah, you'd be a man in that one annual trip back to Perth. I think yes. you'd be in a very high demand. Yeah. So, well, I'll book you in. Too easy, Mal. Thank you very cool. much, Thank mate. Thank you. Right, good on you, Mal. Thanks very much, mate. And as said many a time, best wishes to you and your family in your new adventures coming up in Amsterdam. Hopefully see you back here in a few years, mate, on a more permanent basis. So, as said, everyone, make sure you check out the YouTube video. It's the first one. The first one of many. Very exciting times. Can't wait to pump a few more out. Righto. Stay safe out there, everyone. Hooroo.